Welcome to the Love Out Loud podcast, a space where we're awakening humanity through love-based conversations with global leaders. Love Out Loud takes you on a journey of learning how to love yourself and realizing your unlimited potential so that together we can create a unified and compassionate world. Our membership is the heart of our ever-growing global family and we would love to see you in there. Join us for free now by clicking the link below. I just want to take a moment as a founder of Love Out Loud and someone that cares deeply about the promotion of love in the world and cares deeply about your evolution into a more loving and compassionate life. I just want to say thank you for choosing to tune in and listen to this podcast. And one of my greatest intentions for all of the listeners is that we take you on a really practical effortless journey of understanding how to make changes to your habits, changes to your mindset, changes to the way that you're showing up in the world that really allow love to enhance how it is you're being and feeling. The first thing I really want to bring your awareness into is the whole undertone of why Love Out Loud was created because there's a bit of a backstory my background as an entrepreneur was in the nonprofit sector, working in the field of mental health. And, and how I got into that in the first place was because I went through a very unconventional child, childhood that was, you know, really filled with a lot of questions that were left unanswered. Why is the world the way that it is? Why is our system the way that it is? Why are people not kind to each other? These are questions that I consistently asked as a child. And in amongst many transitions between here and the UK, I found myself being met with a lot of adults in my life that weren't able to really answer these questions with any sort of depth or, or personal inquiry into their own um, their own perspective. It sort of just seemed like everyone was doing what everyone else did because that's just the way it was. And growing up, the curiosity in me was not something that I could tame. It wasn't something that I could um, put a lid on, if you will. My favorite question was why I was that annoying kid in class that consistently would ask question after question after question. And I just didn't seem to be able to conform to a mainstream um, type of schooling environment. So by the time I hit 14, I pursued performance. My, my full-time pursuit became theater. I left a mainstream school. I went to a performance academy and I had all of these incredible opportunities. Performance was, was the space where I felt like I could really uh, express myself. I could really be the truest version of myself. And I had all of these opportunities at my fingertips. But the one thing that no one really sat down to help me understand is you can have the most amazing opportunities in life, but until you start to transcend this feeling and this sense and this mindset that we're in competition to one another, you're never really able to fully awaken to the potential that we have in all moments because the truth of this existence, the truth of our life is that we're in a synergy with all that is around us. One of my favorite quotes is eventually everything connects. And in the absence of understanding that I wasn't in competition with the other talented artists that I was standing beside, that actually that was an invitation for me to become more masterful to develop a depth of relationship, 
because I didn't have that sense of self-security, that sense of self-love and ability to be compassionate towards myself, those years actually spiraled into a very deep darkness and I ended up battling with a very life-threatening eating disorder. Now, rehabilitating myself from that eating disorder, I had to ask myself some pretty intense questions at a young age. I had to try and find a meaning to that pain. And what I started to recognize is we really are the meaning makers. Human beings really are the meaning makers. And until we have a landing pad of self-love, until self-love becomes the starting point of everything we pursue in life, all of our motivation is ultimately going to be trying to fill the void that we believe exists inside of us. And I'm grateful that I went through that at a very young age because it, it woke me up to an understanding that self-love is not the end game. Self-love is the starting point. Being able to truly live in accordance to our very nature, which I now know is love. We're never really able, until we're at that point, we're never really able to fully grasp the potential that it always exists in front of us. And I think right now, in human history, never before has there been such an important time to awaken to this when there's a million reasons to be hijacked, to have our awareness and our attention hijacked into fear, into suffering, into panic, anxiety, uncertainty, to be able to powerfully choose love, to choose compassion, to not be defined by the circumstances of what's been unfolding collectively throughout 2020. That is an extremely powerful position to, to be. And this is something that we can practice. This is what my work has consistently taught me, going through my own rehabilitation from the eating disorder into working in mental health. That was the first organization I started. It was a nonprofit that worked in community development in the field of mental health. And at the time, the models that my team and I were implementing into communities were, were seen as very unconventional because the premise was potentially, perhaps, this was the, the hypothesis, part of the reason why the West is experiencing such a large degree of mental health challenges, stress, anxieties, is because our culture and our environment isn't, and the system isn't actually conducive to feeling well. And what if we actually came together to hold each other in that space of love and compassion, how would that look? How would that actually allow ourselves individually and, and as a collective to transcend to powerful experiences beyond anything we, we thought previously possible? How would that be? And holding spaces where people finally felt safe because they were held in non-judgment, so acceptance. They were held in love. They were held in compassion. Their truth started to actually be spoken. What I started to see again and again in these, in these spaces is we do have the power to heal. Not only do we have the power to heal, we're actually designed to heal. The intelligence in us is designed to heal, but we need to learn how to get out of our own way and we need to learn how to get out of each other's way. And when we really know how to do that, healing is a natural bias product. It's something that will start to naturally take place. And this is when I started to observe, not just know theoretically, but I started to observe the power of the human spirit, the power of the human spirit, the will inside of every single one of us. There's a divinity inside of every single one of us. When we're witnessed in full acceptance, we're, when we're allowed to be all of ourselves, we have the power to transcend any limitation and become fully embodied in in the light that resides inside of all of us that is 
you know, the life force behind all things when we can see beyond the fears. And after working in this space for eight years, and that took me on many adventures all around the world to 40 plus countries, I became one of the youngest commissioners in Commonwealth history because the models we were implementing into communities were so powerful that the Australian government were curious to know how they could work in partnership with us and specifically with me as a leader to start to work towards uh, preventative solutions to mental health. And this was before prevention and early intervention were really being talked about. Um, And what shocked me during that time was just how much focus there was in crisis intervention, but really no focus in prevention. And I thought that was such a collective insight, (laughs) like a a macro insight into where we had been failing ourselves on on a micro level, on an individual level. We're waiting for things to get so bad before we actually uh, intervene, before we make changes. And that's something that I'm so passionate about in my work is helping inspire people to recognize that you can make a change through inspiration, through understanding your unlimited, limitless potentiality. You don't have to wait till a health crisis or to a crisis to happen in your life to make those changes. We can make those changes now for the, for, for the pure reason that we have unlimited access to potential in all moments. After eight years of, of observing people in these powerful spaces of vulnerability, of working with the prime minister all the way through to, you know, young um, teenagers in rural communities and, and everything in between, I started to notice that, yeah, the details of our story, the details of our life are different. But what is the same is this humanity, that we all want the same thing ultimately, to love and be loved. That is what we all ultimately want. And when I saw this truth, I recognized that this isn't just a message for people overcoming mental health challenges. This is a message for all of humanity. This is a humanitarian message that needs to be spread to all humans, especially whilst we have systems that are founded on oppression and fear, control, power, greed. We need to awaken to our own sovereignty and our own capacity to choose love in each moment so that we can shift the world from a a state of fear into a state of, of love and compassion for all. And this is a possibility that is not just this kind of Nirvana daydream that hippies or, or whoever have, this is actually, this can be action. We can live through this in our lifetime. We can build systems that are based on love and compassion. And I was so, Um, overcome with that possibility that I decided to write the book, which became Love Out Loud. And, And once I wrote that book, Love Out Loud really had a power of its own accord. And there was a friend that sat me down at the time and said, what is your ultimate vision? What is your ultimate dream for this message? And I said, I want enough people making the same choice at the same time of love that it creates an irreversible wave, an irreversible momentum so that we permanently transition out of any systems of fear and oppression and permanently reside in this vibration of love as the starting point for everything that we pursue in life. And thus the movement was born with a mission to engage a critical mass point, which is 4%. They say 4% is the tipping point for a population so when 4% are embodied and engaged, the rest of a population um, will, will follow suit. It will create an irreversible wave. So that's about 350 million people. And Love Out Loud was born with a vision to engage 350 million people in the embodied message of love. 
so that we can create this heaven on earth together alongside each other. And the last two years growing this movement has taken the whole team <laughs> and community, which now exists, which now um, includes tens of thousands of, of Love Out Louders all around the world on this crazy journey of stepping more and more powerfully into the embodiment of love. And it's been such a, uh, such a humbling experience to observe this community grow. This is something that I feel I'm a student of this message every day. Um, and I think in order to be a leader, you have to always remain a, a student. And that's something that I feel so blessed that I get to experience every day is to really be a student of love, to allow love to guide me, to surrender myself over to this way of being, this way of living, and to really understand that this is something that can be learned, it's something that can be taught, it is a skill set that you can develop um, that is accessible to all people, irrespective of your starting point. So if you're listening to this podcast, and you're thinking, you know, uh, this sounds great, but that's not, that's just not me. I don't know how to transcend this prison of self-hatred, this, this, this prison of judgment that I feel so judgmental towards myself. I feel so judgmental, judgmental towards others. I don't know how to tap into my motivation, my inspiration. Um, that could never be me. I, I just want to level with you for a second and help you understand that where I was in the midst of that eating disorder was within the tightest, darkest prison um, I could have possibly been in. My whole day was fixated on the ideas that stemmed from not enoughness and unlovability. And for me to go from, from those days to where I am today and, and the divinity, the amount of beauty that I see in, in people, the amount of beauty that I see in the world, this journey really is possible for all of us. And I've seen how Love Out Loud and the spaces that I, I've facilitated over the years have allowed people to see themselves clearly, not because other people have projected their opinions onto the space or onto each other, but because people have had the space finally to actually see themselves, explore themselves without judgment. This is something that is accessible to all of us. And I'm really excited to be at this point in the movement's evolution where there's already been so much impact, so much community growth, and we're hitting this point of deeper maturity, which has also inspired me to create this podcast. So welcome as, a, as another channel and a means to connect with you, to, uh, to welcome you into the movement. Is If this is the first touch point you've ever experienced with Love Out Loud, just welcome, welcome, welcome into the movement. There's so much greatness for you to now be a part of. Um, please ch uh, get in our Facebook group, Love Out Louders, louders.l-o-u-d-e-r-s. There's a group of us um, on Facebook. You can visit our website, love-outloud.com. Just learn about the movement. You'll start to see just how possible this is. And really in, the, in its simplest form, this really is just about enough of us choosing love simultaneously to create this awakening that is already so eminent on, on the planet. So in this podcast, we're going to be releasing episodes three times a week, which is extremely exciting. We may increase that frequency, um, but that is the commitment that we make fundamentally is to release episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
Uh, there's a couple of different versions of episodes that we're going to be putting on this platform, uh, short form episodes, just so that you can get your hit of Love Out Loud, um, you know, for 11 minutes. We're going to try and do 11 minutes and 11 second episodes, see how we go. And then we're going to have longer form episodes as well, up to 60 minutes, between 45 and 60 minutes. Um, I also want to use this platform in a really interactive way. So this is a way that I can and the Love Out Loud community and all of the people we bring onto the podcast, which is um, specifically targeted for global leaders to have a platform to have these meaningful conversations, to explore what would otherwise be seen as, you know, controversial or really confrontational conversations in a space that is loving and inclusive and allows all perspectives to be heard. Because this is a thing that there's this connotation that love is only warm and fuzzy, but no, love is also the ability to challenge, to take a really powerful stance and to lean into conversations, lean into areas of leadership that fear doesn't allow you to access. That really is the power of love, this ability to fully lean into um, expansion. You know, when you're feeling that contraction, and this is one of the foundational principles of Love Out Loud is you're making either two choices in all moments. We think we make these thousands, millions of choices, but actually we're only ever making fundamentally uh, two choices in, in every moment, which is we're either choosing love, we're choosing to say yes to the moment, we're choosing expansion, we're choosing uh, growth, which is the, the gateway that love creates is expansiveness. Love is the bridge between us and everything. It's a roomy quote. Or we're, using, or we're choosing fear, which is the contraction. We're choosing to say no to the moment. We're choosing to remain closed and insular and separate. And th these are concepts that we're going to explore more deeply. What is the nature of love? How to become more aware of choosing love in each moment? Uh, love Out Loud is really designed to make it accessible and simple for everyone, that it becomes a practice that you don't just do in meditation or you don't just do in, in ceremony or ritual. This is something that you can really bring into each moment. And that's my greatest wish is to be able to, to position this message and communicate this message in a way that feels so accessible and we really want to make this interactive everything about love out loud as a movement is co-creative is um just about you just as much about you as it is about me as it is about any other community member or team member within love out loud there's so much we do from retreats to facilitated trainings to online immersions to our amazing membership um now this podcast and through everything that love out loud does we so value your feedback and your input. So please reach out if there's an episode that you absolutely love. Let us know if there was an episode that, um, you know, inspired some sort of uh, deepening of, of your own inquiry. We want to hear that. Please tag us on Instagram, Facebook. Let us know these things. This is what this is a sort of momentum that we want to create. The more we are having this conversation, conversations change the world. The quality of our life, the quality of our world is determined by the quality of the questions we're asking. So please know that your contribution is so, so valuable. And I'm so excited to share this platform with you. I hope this has been an adequate introduction to bring you into the Love Out Loud container, to bring you into the movement. Welcome to our family um, from the deepest part of my heart. This is obviously something that is so deeply important to me. So I value you so much, dear listener. And um, family member, wherever you are in the world, welcome to our tribe and stay tuned for many amazing episodes uh, from here on. 
Much love.